Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality. What is up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of the Early Retirement Podcast. My name is Ray Taylor. I uh, remember to hit record this time on the podcast. I am not recording from my van. As you can see, I'm recording from home. Uh, the people are not here, so it is quiet, and I think I'll be able to get at least one podcast recorded in here uh, before they get back. Um, anyway... Yeah, so this is the podcast where I talk about what's going on and just, uh, I don't know, my thoughts on things, the uh, the update for the week. Uh, nothing's really happened that much. I mean, I've actually, I'm like, I caught up to what I've been doing for uh, The Many Faces, which is my ongoing ink on paper series, abstract portrait series. Uh, if you go to my Instagram, Ray Taylor. Um, You'll see I release a new one every day. Um, it's also released on my website the same day uh, for purchase if you want. Um, but because it's released every day, I try to just schedule a bunch. I, you know, I'll do a bunch, then I'll schedule them or I'll do a few throughout the week. Um, and then I'll just all at once shoot them all and then upload them and get them scheduled on the website and all that kind of stuff. Um, but what I've done now, uh, or recently, I just take a day, just a full day, um, or two days, but it's like, if I'm going to do art, if I'm going to work on it, I'm just going to work for like a day on it. And it's like, and I'll have stuff on the TV, um, like literally right here and then I'll sit right there and, uh, my art table's right there. Um, and I'll just, you know, throw something on, throw podcasts on or, uh, you know, TV shows, something that I can kind of listen to where it's not like I don't have to necessarily pay attention. But because the like doing the ink, like I have to wait for it to dry, um, usually to do another layer of something or to kind of figure out what I'm doing next. So it's kind of like when I do it th in a full day instead of you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, like I can fall into it a little bit easier where, you know, you know, cause it kind of, sometimes it takes a few before, um, you know, just before they start coming out the way I want them or better. Like I release every single, I've only thrown away. I'm there's well over 300 now. Um, just over 300 have been released, but I probably, um, you know, I have probably another week and a half, um, preloaded to go. And then I've been working the other day I worked on, uh, I just took the day and I'm working on bigger, uh, pieces too, 14 by 17. Um, so bigger paper is going to take longer and it's like, the different sizes, like I've really fallen in love with these, the really small sizes, the four by six and the six by eight. Um, 
and just using big brushes on it to like force me to to like minimalize what i'm trying to do um so doing going from those which i've been doing a lot of to the larger size it's kind of an adjustment um as far as how i feel they've turned out uh but because i'm doing releasing a new one every day i pretty much release every single there's only one that i can remember actually throwing away uh because i didn't like it um enough to where i threw it away uh so i've done i release everything so not every one is like not every one i would consider to be like the upper echelon like there's different levels i think like sometimes they come out messy sometimes i just you know they just don't come out i just don't like them um as much as i like others but then it's then the response on some of the ones that i don't like as much as others ends up you know getting a big response so it's like i my thing is what i'm really trying to do and focus on doing is uh very similar to the war of art hey izzy you want to like not itch right here here come on sit down come on sit down izzy on the podcast for a little bit everybody um so the book war of art written by stephen pressfield uh joe rogan mentioned it a bunch on his podcast years ago he would bring it up like every other podcast i ended up getting the book it's a really short book um i actually had the book and then i got a bunch of audiobook uh copies as well and i've listened to the audiobook like multiple times um but it's about you know being a full-time artist like how what is the work ethic of an artist what it should be and he's not a you know he doesn't work with paint or you know drawing or he doesn't work in the the fine art he works in uh screenwriting um but from what i've seen like my experience like i draw a lot of inspiration as far as like work ethic from following a lot of comedians and just seeing how they approach their art form and applying it to how i do it which is very similar i mean open you know getting on stage a lot staying you know, staying sharp, not taking long breaks, um, allowing yourself to fail, knowing you're going to fail, but like you can't, you're never, it's almost like that, that saying that managers used to say in sales. Like, uh, <laughs> I remember I worked in a movie theater and they were trying to like, you know, encourage the, the employees to upsell at the concession stand, you know, or suggestive sell. Those are the big things. Like, you sure you don't want some candy? Sure. For 50 cents more. You can get the large. That's all their upselling stuff. Um, and his his metaphor to, like, inspire the employees was Babe Ruth. And that, like, now we all know Babe Ruth, known for the most home runs. I don't know if that's still true or whatever the stat is. It's like he's also known for striking out the most because every time he would swing. It's like you're not going to. I had a friend, which is also similar, in middle school when he went to middle school. He asked every girl out. Every girl that he saw, he asked out. And, you know, he got, you know, 30. I don't know. He had, I mean, it's when you ask every girl out, you're going to, one, you're going to know all the girls that are into you and aren't into you, at least at that moment. And, you know, from that, there's going to be a percentage that are. And then he can, it's like a very, it's kind of, it was very weird, especially for being in middle school. And the dude seemed kind of, I totally thought like he was gay. 
because he's very like flamboyant and he was into magic not that being into magic is gay but you know there's kind of that flamboyancy in magic um and you know and i guess he wasn't or he's you know maybe he was that's how he dealt with being in the club i don't really know but it's the same mentality it's like they're not all going to be home runs right like a musician like actual musicians that are doing an album that don't have 30 producers and 20 writers like an actual artist will go into a studio and they'll make like 30 tracks and they'll pick the best ones and put it on an album you know you sometimes i would imagine some bands don't do that but i you know some bands do and uh you know so Back to the book, Stephen Pressfield, he's all about, you know, sitting down, doing the work, spending the time, not really just waiting for that moment of inspiration to finally sit down and do something, to sit down, whether you're inspired or not, and just put in the work, put in the time, and just just do it. And then, you know, just the act of doing it gets you warmed up. It's like anything. It's like like sports. Like, people get warmed up before they go do their sport. Like you watch basketball, there's you know they're always shooting around, they're stretching, they're getting they're getting warmed up before they play the game. UFC fighters, they're in the back, they're hitting pads, they're rolling on the ground, they're getting their sweat in, you know, before they even go out into the cage and fight. So it's like, you know, you have to be involved in the process of doing it to really get the best workout. Um, so when I first came up with the idea to do the the many faces, it was almost like an exercise in doing that and sitting down and doing the work and just letting inspiration come to you and make sure you're in the place to translate that inspiration when it does hit. Um, so I love that book. You could go, I'd highly recommend checking it out. The audio books, like it's, it's bit super short. It's like the book is like that thick, um, you know, like a hundred and some pages. Uh, there's a follow-up book too. Uh, which is fairly similar. I think it's more of a broad uh, retelling of the original, kind of uh, taking the the lessons of the original book and kind of broadening them so it, it's more relatable to other art forms and not just, you know, screenwriting and then, you know, being able to translate that to whatever art form you're working on. Um, but yeah, so... I release so there's two things. One is in the book, it's the work ethic. The second thing is uh, something that Bert Kreischer brings up all the time, which I think is kind of ironic um, that he brings it up. It's his, the the definition of a hack, and it, it's boiled down to as an artist, you shouldn't be predicting what your audience wants to see, what your audience wants to hear. Um, you can't you can't you're not psychic the psychic abilities don't exist you can't like know these things before like they tell you it you know it's a reactive thing that happens um so that's why i release everything because maybe just because there's a lot of stuff in the world that i just don't understand how people like it like there's like fucking the movies that get the biggest blockbuster that get the most money are a lot of the times some of the worst movies you know like the fact that uh the fact that um suicide squad was one of the highest grossing i think it's like the highest grossing film for for will smith or some shit 
which is crazy because he's done pretty big blockbusters in his career. Um, like it's ridiculous because it's a horrible movie, you know, but some people like horrible shit, you know, so my taste isn't necessarily everybody else's taste. So just because I do a piece of art that I'm not into, I still release it. It's like forcing myself, releasing every single one forces myself to detach from the work. Like I could still have my favorites. Um, but you know, overall, like I'm not going to predict what sells and what doesn't, you know, it's, it is nice when something I do that I like sells. Cause then it's like, you know, it's somebody agreeing with me, even though it's all my work, you know, like it's somebody agreeing with me on something that I say that I actually believe in versus just saying shit to try and get a laugh or just to be annoying or whatever. Cause you know, that's how life is. You say a lot of shit. Most of it, you mean some of it, you're just throwing out there to see what happens um so yeah the many faces that's kind of my mentality for it it's just kind of doing sitting down taking a day you know that being my thing for the day now there'll be other things going on it's not like i'm sitting in silence um i usually try and take a day where there's not a lot of chaos going around uh, around me where i kind of have some privacy um, because definitely distractions, people around you trying to get your attention constantly. Um, it's very hard to focus and it's weird that I'm not, I'm not necessarily focused. Like when I'm doing the work, I'm focused, but then when it's drawing, I'll shift my focus or I'll be looking at it kind of thinking of the next, the next thing. Um, or if it's done like, you know, that's, you got to look at the shit and break it down in your head. Um, but yeah, so I hit over 300. I don't know if that's happened yet. Uh, the three, I think 304 comes out today on Wednesday. Um, I started numbering the the prints. I haven't gone back to uh, number all of the pieces, uh, but they're all numbered. And then on the website, they're broken up into hundreds. So you can look at the first hundred, the you know second, third. And now the fourth has begun. Um, so I'm excited about it because I think, I mean, it's one, I think it's interesting because you're seeing kind of the evolution of the idea because the basic idea, it's just portraits. Um, but trying to be done, I'm trying to do it in like a very minimal style. Um, trying to do it, you know, I'm trying to, to, to abstract it enough to where you can still, understand that you're looking at a face so the elements of a face or knowing that it's in a series of portraits you can kind of it's easier for you to like i'm taking you down this journey to show you like what a face could look like in this universe uh kind of a thing and but they're not like characters or anything like that it's not like i'm showing you alien faces just you know they're they're kind of like a mix i'm trying to make it more you know something i'm trying to do stuff i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to do i like the simplicity of the ink i love you know there's a there's an art movement called uh dogma 95 lars von trier i think he's like a danish or dutch or german somewhere over there um director uh who him and a few other directors at the time wanted to start a movement 
that counteracted the big Hollywood blockbuster movies with CGI and special effects. They wanted to do a certification kind of a thing. Um, I mean, it became like you could submit your movie if if you followed all the criteria uh, where you had to use a specific type of, you know, camera, um, no digital effects, no like all the lighting had to be natural lighting. Um, like these all these like really kind of stripping away all of the tools that you could use as a director and kind of just using the bare minimum uh the bare minimum to like create a story and create a film so there's like these movies that are certified dogma 95 uh like julian donkey boy is one of them by harmony corinne uh the idiots uh which is the english translation i forget what it's called um that one's really interesting it's like about a a group of people that um like cult or you know group that uh pretend to be mentally handicapped to gain the benefits of society but when they go back to their compound it's just they're all like you know it's all about orgies and stuff and then they're like it's it's very it's very interesting and it's like would super uh offensive if it were to come out today and it's not it didn't come out that long ago um not that anybody would care because it's such a small fucking movie that nobody's heard of um but i kind of think i like that restriction i like that idea of stripping away all of these these things like when i see it a lot in like photoshop where people that are new to photoshop like to fucking overload stuff and I really enjoy an artist's ability to like strip away and cut all the fat and not just overload something because they don't really know what they're doing. I think of HDR a lot kind of gives me that feel too, where it's like photographers trying to do so much to their images to make them look this certain way that it's just too much versus like, like a, a cool HDR image versus just like somebody who took some old antique camera and just f- captured the right image. Like this just sh- moment in time where it was just and they developed in it a certain way. And it was done like that, that, you know, very minimalist, old school way, very like hands on. I appreciate that a lot more than bought like a thousand times more than the overly hdr the fuck out image that looks like you know it doesn't look like you're never going to see that in nature ever he made he captured a false image of reality that's not photography you're doing digital art at that point you know you're doing like it's like people that use like just a bunch of photoshop filters and shit um and then think they're like a photoshop artist or somebody that imports a photo into Photoshop and uses the smudge tool on it and then calls it painting. Like, it's you're stretching the fuck out of that term. You're stretching the fuck out of it. And, you know, there's like, for me, especially now, like, I've been doing Photoshop longer than I do in most shit. You know, I started in high school learning how to Photoshop out fishnet stockings on my mom's victoria's secret to make my own porn magazines porn images you know because the internet i didn't have internet yet there was no internet um 
it was just you know it was so it was, you know I, I started off for my own you know thing airbrushing out shit and then I got into the filter craze you know when they started adding filters you know when I started there were no filters there were like 20 brushes there were no layers like none of that shit very basic and then it's like it's added a lot of stuff so I've I've grown with it over the years but you know like I can kind of tell this I'm sure it's the same thing when like a seasoned comic sees uh an open mic or somebody that's just been doing it for a few years go on stage and you see that they're just overloading their 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 set with you know tricks like they're not real like they work you know people people you know an audience will like it people will like it people like shitty photoshops but you know for the the people that that know what's going on they see, you know, they see what's going, you know, they see behind the curtain. But I don't know. So that's what that's the the many faces. That's what I'm that's what I'm working on. Trying to just strip away, just do ink, you know, no colors. Not that I can see colors accurately anyway. Um, you know, just just black, white, gray on paper. You know, even the the premise is minimal like everything i'm just trying to do do 300 i think it's like an exercise in a way it's a it's a creative mental exercise um so maybe i'll start another series too uh to do like a different kind of exercise within the same same vein i hadn't thought of that until just now i've been trying to think of like should i do more because i'm so far ahead on the the many faces that like I could potentially, like, if I keep up this, I could release two a day. Or I could use that time to start maybe on another series. Um, well, I was thinking of just doing, like, one-offs. But now if I do another series or something, that, that might be interesting, too. Um, so I might do that. Um, yeah. So that's what I, I mean, that's pretty much all I've worked on was... Did a bunch of artwork, uh, you know, driving last week. I had, like, Saturday, I killed it, man. It was, like, far better than New Year's Eve. It was just a Saturday. Um, and it was just ended up being I got a lot of good rides so that, like, it opened up my week. So Sunday is the day that I ended up doing all the artwork because um, I did so well Saturday. I was pretty much done for the week. Uh, but... Yeah, watched a bunch of movies. I'm going to try and do a bunch of uh, Ray Loves Movies episodes right now. Uh, so you look forward to those. Ray Loves Movies, another podcast that I do where I review movies that I've seen that I, uh, you know, sometimes I enjoy them, sometimes I don't. I ended up getting the, uh, thanks to the donors at Patreon, which you can go donate a dollar a month or more if you want, over at patreon.com slash inspired disorder. But thanks to those guys and girls. Um, I pay for the, uh, movie pass, um, program, which is $10 a month and I can go see any movie in a theater. I think AMCs are starting to drop it, but there's no AMCs out where I'm living. So not a big deal, but most theaters, every theater in the Valley, uh, accepts it $10 a month. See all the movies you want, except for IMAX and 3d. So none of the premium screenings, but that's fine. I don't. Most of the movies aren't worth 
that anyway. Um, so yeah, you can go donate over there. Uh, but because of that, I'm able to, uh, you know, review a bunch of movies that come out or at least makes me feel better for going to see a bunch of movies that I end up talking about them, at least do something with it instead of just watching it and be like, hmm, that was, you know, and then just have my own opinion and then listen to another podcast where they have their opinions. Uh, whatever. So I got a bunch of those, uh, watched, uh, Den of Thieves and then, um, caught a bunch of things that I hadn't got a chance to see, uh, streaming. Um, and then there's a bunch of documentaries, which I don't know if I'm going to get to those, but, uh, anyway, if you want to buy one, I'm going to wrap this up. If you want to buy one of my, uh, the many faces, I am thinking, I don't know what I'm going to be doing with it is I might be adjusting pricing. I may start stacking the price as they go on. So like, you know, the hundred series, first hundred are worth this much second. I don't know if I'm going to do that, but I might be adjusting the pricing. So if you want to get the prices now, I think they're pretty low. Um, I mean, they start at $10 uh, for a piece up to $50. And then the larger ones, I think they're going to be something like 75. Um, I forget. I wrote it down somewhere what the, the price is going to be on them. But um if you want to go buy some of my artwork, some one of the many faces, um, there are now over 300 have been released. Uh, so you can do that over at inspireddisorder.com. That's also where the links for uh, subscribing to this show and all the other shows on YouTube and iTunes are. Uh, and you can check out Raylo's Movies, my other podcast. Links are also on the website. Uh, Patreon, uh, if you want to uh, get 30 days free of Amazon Prime, go over to inspiredisorder.com slash prime. Gives you free, uh, fast shipping, as well as online streaming of movies and TV shows, music, all kinds of benefits when you have their service, their prime service. Um, so you can get 30 days free, inspiredisorder.com slash prime. If you already have prime service, uh, shop through my Amazon link, inspiredisorder.com slash Amazon. You don't spend any extra money when you shop there. Uh, but a percentage Amazon will send my way for sending you there. Uh, so just go through that link, inspireddisorder.com slash Amazon. It'll take you to Amazon like normal. Uh, just shop as normal, and Amazon does the rest. Um, and you'll be supporting the podcast while you're doing your shopping. It's awesome. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Ray Taylor. Uh, Instagram is where I post. Uh, every day I post a new face. If I do any photoshops, I post them there. Uh, I'm going to be getting, I'm going to go out, start uh, doing photography more. Um, not necessarily real estate photography at the moment, but just, just getting uh, acquainted with my camera again. So that'll also be on my Instagram. And I've been using my uh, Instagram stories to kind of, uh, you know, show shots of my um my little uh, art table and uh, creating of the many upcoming faces for the uh, the many faces. So uh, I'm trying to use my Instagram story a little bit more. I don't really use Twitter, really haven't much, you know, it's mostly just Instagram that I, I'm using nowadays. Uh, but yeah, thank you all for listening to another episode of the Early Retirement Vlog. I hope you have a great week. Peace out! Mm -hmm.